<laughs> we are here. We're in. Never Hello. Usually, never usually late. No, no. It's it never been a bit of a tragedy like today. I've had a very busy, stressful day. Why is that? I managed to attend and get here on time. As usual, as I'm always on time. Mm, I'm always... Excuse me? The one. first time I couldn't find you and I was still here on time. You weren't? I was. You were here after five, so that's not on time. No. Yeah. We weren't starting until six. No, we started at five. We did not. But I pushed the person till six. You did not. I did. That was not true. It's, it's facts. It actually isn't. I've got proof. Show me. Not right now. We're we're in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> Anywho, yes, I was late. I apologize. Why were you late, Leon? I was in a picnic. BBC had put together a picnic for comedy and drama, and you know I had to be there. It was nice. Uh, but you didn't even bring snacks. Uh, all the snacks were gone. And also, I don't want to be like bringing like cheese bits on the train. It's hot. It, well, they only <laughs> the BBC. <laughs> they only do cheese. Hello, guest. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I'm interrupting a therapy session. No, not at all. No, no, this is what happens because we have to just decompress because Leon was late. <laughs> <clears throat> and I'm my mother's child. We don't do late. Hi, Leon. Hey, Queer, how are you doing? I'm all right. How yeah. are you? No, not how are you. What What do you do? Who are you? I am a screenwriter, a producer, co-creator of The Circle, founder of BWG Limited, the production company, co-founder of Insight, network for above the line creatives in TV and film. I am a carpenter. I'm a philanthropist. Mm. I work in a BBC commissioning team. I'm a designer. Of I'm what? Huh? Of what? Hmm? Of what? Stuff. <laughs> what about you? What, 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 who are you? I am a queer jamfy, founder of the British Blacklist, the best media platform for UK black creatives in the whole wide goddamn world. Congrats. Uh, <laughs> I am the producer, creator, co-creator of the Circle <laughs> podcast. I am also Leon's mentor. And his best friend <laughs> and his big sister with no blood relation. But I feel like we definitely from another mother of, or another father. Yeah, we've got the Ghanaian we've lineage. We've got the Ghanaian you know? yeah, lineage. Yeah, and we probably are cousins the way it all works out in our country. Mm-hmm. Um, I am also a carpenter, but of a, um, of a higher scale than Leon. I actually build things. I don't just Stop say I'm a carpenter. Lying. I'm also a fashion designer. I was a hairdresser, but then saying was is irrelevant because I still am, because I still can, and I do. Can you bring my hair back? Bro. My hair's beginning to thin now. Now I'm a, now I'm a dad. My hair you have to go um, bald now. Stop, don't don't do that holding on thing. I am also a doctor. Yeah, yeah, a doctor. Um, how it works is my daughter is a qualified pediatric nurse. Um, so as a result, I studied with her and, she, <laughs> and I think because she's a pediatric nurse, I got to learn more. So that made me a qualified doctor. And I've watched copious amounts of ER and Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, yeah that's definitely um, the way into medical to school. PhD, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So I'm a doctor, Dr. Jamfi, if you, if you will. We have a guest in our, the, Miss, Miss, Miss Guest. <laughs> You've heard the way we've introduced ourselves. Mm. I feel you must introduce yourself with as much gusto as okay. we did. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Don't undersell yourself because he didn't. Okay. I told the truth. Just don't lie because I told all the truth. <laughs> he lied about some things. Okay. Go. I know this is a podcast, but I did just do a hair flick. And I feel that's important to note. Absolutely. I think so. <laughs> you know? Because we must flick our hair because it just flick. adds to the... All right, we get it. You both have hair. Okay? <laughs> I am. Um, a writer. Jeez. It's also all in the intonation. A director. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of film, 
and television. Exactly. I, I am a daughter. Nice. Big. Um, of two people. Mm. This is rare. And I do enjoy cross-stitching to Ooh. a high skill level. So you're a fashion designer? A designer, a stitcher of wow. crosses. I am also Nida Manzor. Boom. What, what happened No, I was going to like, put in like sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> Leon used his hand <laughs> to motion sound effects. <laughs> to those of us who can't see, who are listening. Um, welcome, welcome, thank welcome. You. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate you for coming. We do. Thank you for having me. And I appreciate you being here on time. Wow. <laughs> to be fair, I got an email from Nina's agent saying she'd be running late. So therefore... <gasps> Five minutes late. I mean, there's uh-huh. five minutes of being three hours late, Leon. <laughs> and when I messaged you to say I'm late, you said we are here together. So therefore, you were also late. No, no, I was on time. Nope. <laughs> My the tree falls. All right, so Nita, mm. we tend to do our due diligence and research our guests. Cool. And right. what better way to start than the real watertight, 100% accurate Wikipedia? Mm. 100% so accurate. So, is it true mm. you are Pakistani Muslim? Yes. And British. I, I've got a British passport. Should add in case. <laughs> I don't know why I got really freaked out. Yeah. No, because there are you people know, out here that just want to send us all back. If you don't okay. add that. Is it true you moved to Singapore <gasps> Singapore, sorry, mm. before returning to London? That is correct. Wow. Yes. You moved to Singapore before returning to London. What happened? What's I was this born story? Here. Okay. And then my dad got a job in Singapore. Okay. And before I was one, so we were there till in Singapore till I was ten years old and then moved back. That's why my accent has a bit of a weird American. I learned English with a really nasal American accent, which I'm like trying to subdue because uh. it'll come out. Don't don't listen for it. Okay, it's already there. It, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh my god, you know, Yeah, when yeah. I get too excited, I'll be like, "Oh my god." <laughs> do you uh, have uh, memories of Singapore? I do, I do. Yeah. I didn't, like, I didn't wipe it out. Yeah, it sure, sure. Right. What um, people from Singapore speak? I mean, it's English, Mandarin. Mandarin is the kind okay. of. Okay, um, I don't. Geography is my least. <laughs> I got a D. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> what did you get? <laughs> you used to own a guitar. You maybe still do. I do. And write music mm. on your way to being an ex-Bob Dylan, mm. but studied politics at UCL yeah. whilst also joining the film society. Who are you? Well, I'm a multi-talented exactly. individual. Um, no, I love music. Music was my first passion. Um, my dad got me a guitar when I was eight, and that became the cornerstone of my identity. You wow. know when you're like at school carrying the guitar around, just carrying the bag. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that's you. That I'm the guitar girl. That was me. Um, and then you know, yeah, that was my first passion. And then sort of film became more something I was into when I was at uni. I'm still making music. Um, and you know, my my siblings are musicians, um, so that's oh, yeah. still part of the family. Um, and yeah, then making lady parts was just the kind of perfect way for me course, to combine. Yeah. TV and music and music in beautiful harmony. So you've had a kind of a travelled childhood, I guess. Mm-hmm. So how much of an influence has your upbringing had on who you are today? I think a pretty significant one. Um, I, you know, I my parents are both really into the arts and into comedy and into like different cultures mm-hmm. and absorbing things. And so I feel like our household, which was quite eclectic, has definitely had an influence. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, it is that thing of like when you move from one country to another as a child, you sort of end up with a, a sort of default, slightly outsider perspective. So there's a kind of always watching and feeling and seeing how people interact. And I think that's probably influenced me wanting to be a writer, uh-huh. I'd say. But I don't know. 
Do you think that everyone needs to live in another country or a few just to get a better world view of the world? I think it's a healthy thing, even though at the time when you're 10 and you're moving yeah. away from your friends, it's like sad. The worst. It's mm. worse. Yeah. It's like, why? And then you hate your parents and then it's really tough on them and then it's a whole thing. But ultimately, it's you get to experience different people, different cultures, and mm. that's only a good, a good thing, I yeah. think. Yeah. That's pretty cool that you've got parents who are like really encouraged like your arts and creativity because... No, it's rare it's weird it's quite though. rare i don't know it, it was like they encouraged it but they're like it's a hobby right like we <laughs> support you, you. you look at us we're, we're so into it but don't do that seriously yeah. and then you do and then they're kind of disappointed but now they're cool yeah, they always great. come around it, when it's successful when it's successful. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm always intrigued and inspired by people who break down the barriers in this industry who didn't study it um didn't go to film school and don't have relatives in the industry. Mm-hmm. So how do you break into the industry? Hmm. I don't know how it happened. It was like that thing, I studied politics at uni and then I decided I want to try and get into film and television. And I just, yeah, I think my, the first job, quote unquote, I got was like at BFI. They have like a future film festival thing which is a youth thing and it was like you can join for free and I sort of got did like an internship with them um and that was the first thing on my CV and then I did I sent sent my CV around to like try and get a runner job Mm -hmm. and I got a runner job in a post house in in Soho so I started my first like industry job was as a runner um just down the road and then and I was just making short films at the same time Mm, comedy films just like no budget films and then one of them got into um like encounters festival which is in bristol which is like quite a good short film festival and then that short helped me get a a short with some funding from film london um and then then you kind of get in you know getting into film london was kind of a key thing because that then helped me get funding for my script for the feature film which i've just made right you know but but, i mean all this happened 10 years ago so i've just made my film 10 years Mm, from when i draft um so it's one of those like you know you're pushing different fronts you're making your short films you're working as a runner i worked as a director's assistant for a while i was sort of shooting self-shooting and editing kind of um videos for an online channel so i was just doing bits and pieces and just trying to push different fronts and and see what what would happen and I think the main break was really film didn't really happen for me um you know the BFI eventually kind of didn't go with funding my film and I remember having that feeling when you're like oh no the BFI says no and you're where do you go yeah exactly yeah um but then TV opened up in a really amazing way like you know directing shorts directing a comedy pilot um is kind of a, a nice natural step yeah yeah and that that was where I really started getting work, um, was getting into TV pilots. And then, you know, one of the pilots I directed, Enterprise, went to series. So then I directed the full series mm. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of it, yeah. So would you say that the directing TV is when the industry took you serious as a director or director? As a director. Because I, I was writing sort of, um, I got some writing gigs as well, actually, I should say. I tried to get into EastEnders. You know how they say, like, as a writer, you got to yeah, go in. Yeah, so. you got to do the... the yeah. The... Did you, like, trial episodes? I wrote yeah. two trial episodes for EastEnders, and they were like, no. I didn't <laughs> capture Dot Con's voice, was what uh, I was told. Wow. I was like, damn it. But then, actually, I really hated doing those trial episodes because I just couldn't write in that... I mean, the show was great, but I just couldn't... Yeah, you know, yeah, you're yeah it's to not be your voice, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But then I wrote some kids shows, some episodes of kids TV, and that was actually much more of a natural fit for me to write oh, kind nice. of silly, sort of magical stuff, and that was fun. And so that was happening, but then again, that didn't really help me get to write my own stuff. Um, so yeah, I was getting that, and then then the directing stuff happened. So it was all sort of like slowly, piece by piece, mm. happening. But I'd sort of been developing my own scripts on my own and writing my own pictures and stuff on the side. Yeah. Speaking of pictures. Um, I'm going to admit that Leon wrote this question, so he's speaking in Leon's voice. Okay, Absolutely. I will imagine Leon's voice. Leon sucks at pitching. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, yeah. He really, really sucks at pitching. It's like my only He's written, I absolutely suck at pitching. And <laughs> yes. it's one of my many flaws. No, but it's the I wrote, it is my only registered weakness. No, no. <laughs> That's what I wrote. Well, I have to edit you it are accordingly. A <laughs> you are a liar. Um, basically, could you explain, take us how you through how you pitched your BAFTA award-winning series and oh. first feature? Is it simply the script? Or is it bringing your personality to the table? Mm. Um, if it's latter, he's actually screwed because he has no personality. Absolutely <laughs> not. None. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh my god. Ah, Lady Parts was pretty. I was like locked into something with mm. Lady Parts because I was so frustrated with being asked to write about you know Muslim women as being kind of oppressed and victims. And so when I create this pitch, I was like all in. I'm like, it's gonna be the perfect the show that Mm. I would most want to make right so I was pitching it like I was like a legend already you know I'd go in and be like this is the show and somebody would be like well no it should be more of a drama like you don't get to make my show Mm. and I was like really and I look back I was like what was I thinking (laughs) but I'm so glad I was because you know when you're like no I want to make this just unapologetic and that's what you're going to do and then you know you can you'll be lucky to get to make my show so I was I was just like a little bit like woo. (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't know adjective I don't know um, but that that really helped me actually because I was I, I wanted to protect it and make it true to what it needed to be so we didn't you know it's just so I could do represent you know represent the people I wanted to re- represent in my way so it empowered me actually to the frustration of not getting to do what I want you know when mm. that's turned into like well I'm gonna make it this way and and I found a great producer in Syrian, Fletcher Jones, who used to be at Channel 4, yeah. moved to Working Title, and she just got it. She looked at my pitch, and I pitched, you know, I put images, I put, like, story arcs, yeah. character breakdowns. I was like, this is the show exactly as I want it to be, tonal references. Um, I'd written a bit of a song. You know, I went oh, in, oh, like, full... You created like, the world. I was like, this is the world, sign up, Yeah. you know, or don't. So that really helped me figure out what I wanted to do, and then made me find who was the right producer for it. Because some right. people be like, well, we like this, but could it be just a bit more sad or a bit less silly? Or yeah. bit, mm. You know, and you're like, no, 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 this is what I want. Yeah. I no longer suck at pictures. <laughs> I just basically have to make a song, make visuals, and pretend I've got a good personality. <laughs> That's all you need. Yep. A song doesn't hurt, you know. It's, it's, I was playing my song, and I remember in the Channel 4 room being like, this is the stupidest thing. Because I got my siblings <laughs> to like do a rough record, and I was just like, smiling like, please like it. <laughs> and they're just like bopping their heads, and I'm like, and this works. is going bad. <laughs> Leon That's don't, good, though. No, Leon, don't do that. What, what, what do you mean? Don't do it. <laughs> I can't write. Okay, do you know what I'm going to write? And I know you're going to hate it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write Neo Soul song. How about that? Approval. And you're going to wear a beanie hat as well, I am, you? I am. Oh, man. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh man, you probably actually because you're very good at creating decks, I must say. Hmm. I appreciate it. See? Thank you. You are good. Where's my deck? Also, it's coming. Also, there's often, I guess you would say, like a pressure 
um, that writers get in pen and Muslim characters, especially amongst the proud community who want to be represented in the best way possible. Mm. Um, how do you navigate that, especially in comedy, which is a bit more uh, explorative? It can be <laughs> more explorative. And more risk-taking, yeah, yeah. Yeah, more risk-taking. And do you feel that pressure? And how do you, if you do, like, how do you handle it? Yeah, uh, I feel that pref- pressure. I felt it, like, every day in writing the script. Um, in conceiving the show, it was terrifying. I kind of, I call it like representation block. Mm. Sometimes you'd have of like, you know, you sit down and the fear just gets you. Like you'll just imagine yeah. like an auntie just like scowling. Yes. Or like sliding into your DMs and being like, you're a disgrace. Yeah. Um, which actually happened, which was good. I was literally just about to say, did that happen? Yeah, it actually happened. Um, and it was, but it was kind of, good in a way because because i got to make the pilot that came out and you could just see i remember blaps blaps i'm sure that was like the most watched blaps of all time like there was hundreds of thousands of views on the comedy yeah yeah it was yeah it was was great and i was like this is really really good i saw some amazing comments and i saw some other comments Mm. and i was just like oh wow like how how is nita receiving that like how it was mad it was like the first time you know you would go from being like totally obscure no one knows who you are. And you're just and like bobbing then, around. And the next thing it's like, why? Do this? And I'm like, Destroyer oh God. of the culture and our like, traditions. Oh my God. I remember telling my mom, like, I think I like pissed off like fuck a lot of people. And then she's like, well, if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. Oh, <laughs> oh <mom>. mother. <laughs> Although my parents then joined Instagram to troll my trolls. Oh, oh really? Oh, that's yeah. great. That's good. Is it? I, was em- I was embarrassed in front of my trolls. Mean? I was just like, yeah. my mom would be like, I think you'll find this show is very good. And I'm just like, oh, just stop. No, no I actually you want my mum to, to do that. Me. Then if anyone comes to my mum, it gives me more reasons to go mad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to, no, I can't give my mum will probably agree with them. Representation blocks a real thing though. Yeah, it's, it's true. Real. It's, it's real. real. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't please everyone. But you know, I always found like, I would just sometimes then watch clips of my favorite shows, or my favorite films on YouTube mm. and just remind myself what, free comedy feels like when you're not burdened by that yes and oftentimes it's just like you know when it's like where there's like no worry yeah Yeah. i'm like i need to see a free person writing some shit and then just free myself it's pressure you you handled it very well and you know you got a bathroom at the end so i mean you silenced all those aunties and uncles Reynaldo Marcus Green. Mm. He's a filmmaker. He <laughs> compared his old job as a kindergarten teacher to his current career as a director mm. in that each person on set learns differently and you can't speak to them all in the same way. Yeah. In your own personal experience so far, mm. what are the three Nida principles of directing? Oh. Uh, I enjoy working with kind people, mm-hmm. kindness on set. I think I came through at a time where it wasn't the case and you saw a lot I saw a lot of toxic behavior um mm-hmm. and I didn't want that on my set so it's just working from a place of kindness and openness it's my first one um two trust I'd say trust in your collaborators um mm-hmm. and that's a lot you know hiring the right people and then mm-hmm. really trusting them and not micromanaging them and kind of creating a, a space where people can do their best work and you know only sort of improve your own vision um and then third principle is hydrate um (laughs) i always just end up like i'm so angry i'm like maybe it's because i'm drinking water it's usually that um see i said water like american water water had to hydrate it's fine (laughs) fine. 
we all are so Americanized anyway. Uh, but I don't want to be and accused of it, you know, for like for watching too much bloody Seinfeld. That's the only thing. <laughs> so, so is is the goal for you to now just direct your own stuff going forward, or are you still willing to direct other episodes for mm. different projects, like Enterprise, for instance? Obviously, it's not your own project, but mm. you directed a series of it. Um, and now that you've kind of had a taste of directing your own stuff, how do you deal with not necessarily having maybe you do as much autonomy um mm. on set i mean I, i've been writing and directing the last two things i've done so i felt like i've had quite a, a kind of quite a strong creative wow strong creative hold that sounds really not collaborative <laughs> death sure. grip on my work but no it's not it's that's that's totally not true but i i don't know i'm still kind of staying open you know to what comes up in what um I, if anything i want to learn how to be a showrunner mm. um which is different to writing and directing everything because yeah. everyone's like, oh, you showrun it, but I'm like, mm, no, I kind of you did all I did the jobs. Whereas like actually a showrunner would oversee others doing mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. and you know we're all working towards one creative vision, and that's something I haven't done, and that's something I'm kind of keen to see if I can do, sure. you know, and like not be sort of in the trenches all the time and like devolve that kind of control. Um, so I'm interested in exploring that, and I don't know if. It is just really amazing to get to direct your own writing, especially because directing is really tiring and mm. and sometimes just you know just uber stressful. That you want it to be something you're really passionate about. Right. But I, yeah, I'm trying to stay open to what comes my way, and I don't think there's like I would definitely not do that. I would definitely do that. I just want to just see what what yeah what happens. Um, are you are you like Jordan Peele in that you awesome. Yeah, yes. super awesome. <laughs> um, but it's just because he's so committed to, he's unapologetic about the projects he takes on. He is only having black leads mm. and he's going to tell the black experience in his way. Mm. No holds barred. And you've already set the path with Asian women lead characters, Hounslow Diaries, We Are Lady Parts and your upcoming mm-hmm. Polite Society. So is, are you Jordan peeling it or are you, is this just the nature of your journey where yeah. you're actually like, oh my God, enough Asians now. I'm going to tell only white stories. <laughs> only white. Um, uh, I want to say yes, I'm Jordan peeling it just because... It's I a wanna, good phrase, right? Yeah, I want to be in that phrase. But I like, I don't know what... I, I'm trying not to be too like giving myself hard and fast rules. Sure. Because sure. I just don't know what I want to do. And I've surprised myself already. Um... But equally, you know, I, I'm really excited to tell stories that in sort of foreground char- you know, people that we haven't seen, and you know, mm. I've I've had like people say to me like, "Are you just gonna keep doing your ethnicy thing?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, I think so." You know, it's just like this kind of weird idea that like if you have a non-white protagonist it's still not real film or real tv you're still doing some niche sort of side thing that isn't like if it hasn't got leonardo dicaprio in you know it's just really like uh yeah and and yeah for me the stories that excite me are and the characters that excite me are those that we haven't really got to see yet yeah right um but that's it. Yeah, so yeah, I think I'm Jordan Peeling it. Yay! <laughs> for the yes. Jordan Peeling it. But also, I get it, you don't want to be boxed in and you don't want to be typecast. But at the same typecast, but yeah. I don't like that. Like, are you going to be doing an ethnic thing? Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous, man. You know, filmmaking, I don't know. I could go on yeah. and be annoyed, but I shan't. Yeah, I was annoyed. So you mentioned Polite Society. I did. You are in post production of that. Mm. That is your debut feature film, people. 
tell us about the project. What is it about? Yeah. Then, how was the experience working on the feature mm-hmm. in comparison to television? Are there any glaring differences between um, creating TV and film? Mm-hmm. And the most important question... This part. Are we invited to the premiere? Yeah. Oh, shit. Can, can you make it clear? Loud, please. <laughs> yes, we need, we need that we on need record. We need clarification. <laughs> yeah. Hell yes, you're invited to the premiere. Thank Incredible. you. Uh, you know, red carpet. I'm expecting all the best looks. Thank you. I mean, obviously. But yeah, ah, finally I made a movie. I'm so happy. Ten years later from writing that first draft. Oh my God. You know, That's and amazing. like, I remember when I had the no from BFI, I was like eating this Pokeball. I'm like, this is a sad day eating this Pokeball. <laughs> um, Pokeball was good. Um, yeah. Okay, so it is an action comedy. about a teenage girl um, from a British Pakistani family and she wants to be a stunt woman Um, and her older sister is this artist who drops out of art school and sort of decides to get married and it's basically this teenage girl trying to quote unquote save her sister from this marriage and fights ensue, crazy heists it's really big and bombastic and you know, Bollywood dance sequences it's like a very cool I think. It sounds, <laughs> sounds cool. It sounds amazing. I, 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 I like it a lot. Um, and yeah, it's in post now. Um, it's been a long road to get it made, filled with self-doubt and a lot of rejection along the way, mm. especially early days. And then, yeah. you know, when Lady Parts does well, all of a sudden it's kind of back on the table yeah. and it's not, a, you know, it's worth making. So, but, you know, I've been lucky. I've had Focus Features, Working Title and, you know, Universal Studios being behind it so it's a you know I have had the resources to make it which I wouldn't have had if I'd done it 10 years ago so it's like getting to make it on a different scale um and it to have a cinema release is kind of exciting it just feels like oh this is this is the film I I'm so glad I made because if I'd made it 10 years ago I don't think I had the skill to pull it off mm-hmm. so it's kind of cool um I get to make it and it's sort of my dream film you know when you I always feel like I throw everything into the thing I'm doing because it, I'm worried it might be my last thing yeah. Yeah, so I'm just yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's got all the genres and you know it's funny you mentioned Jordan Peele because Get Out was such a big influence when I watched that in the cinema I'm like wow audience response mm-hmm. yeah. audience like just interacting with the screen I'm like that would just I studied that film when I was writing my film just to be like how he works the tone, yeah. how he moves between the horror and the comedy and sort of, for me, it's like moving between the action and the co- comedy and the emotions and, um, yeah, now I'm just talking about Jordan Peele, but... Um, it's all good. No, yeah, but it's, 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 yeah. it's actually really cool to hear your excitement. Don't worry, you still have to answer the other questions, but uh, do you have, I'm making a new term now, sophomore syndrome? You made an incredible, like, BAFTA award-winning project. Do you feel nervous as a follow-up to it? Like, there's so much expectation. Like, you sound extremely excited, which is great. But is, are there any nerves? You're just cool. It's like, I finally, I'm finally making my project. Um, I've had nerves along the way. Like, we've sure. had to test it in front of test audiences. So I did three tests, like, two in the UK, one wow. in the US. So they, you know, got get all this data back. And that's been, that's been terrifying. But, you know, I feel like the studio really backing it so feel very lucky in in that respect but you know when you just come to the end of a project and it's like been long that you're like yeah all right i'm too tired to be nervous but i will be nervous (laughs) when it's getting released um but with the sophomore syndrome i'm i think i I think maybe because it's like my first film yeah of course so i still feel like like you've got space to be yeah Yeah, it's a debut yeah i'm like new (laughs) um even though it's not true that's what i'm telling myself anyway that sort of helps with the stress no we good man 
And yeah, what's the difference between like, are there any glaring differences between making film and TV? Yeah, there are a few glaring differences. Yeah. One is like, I never had to test screen my TV show. You know, you just like mm, lock yeah. it. Everyone's like, yeah, cool. Whereas here you do, you get a lot of data back. There's more people to interact with um, in terms of notes and feedback. Um, but, you know, and it's, I suppose it's a different canvas as well. Like film, I had to almost remind myself when I was in the edit that I can take time. Mm. Whereas like my TV episodes were like 23 minutes and out and you kind of, I didn't have much leeway because it was with um, Channel 4. Whereas like now I could really let it sort of breathe and find it in the edit. And the edit was long and I've been like, you know, getting to like sit around and think, um, which you didn't really get to do in TV. It's like, look now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's been kind of, it's kind of kind of good in that respect, and I think now I don't know the release will be different. Seeing how it go is like the strategy for a cinema release, and then like all the kind of advertising and marketing campaign like that will be interesting. I haven't done that for a film. I think that's going to feel different. Mm. Um, but yeah, that remains to be seen. I'm excited for you, man. Thank you. Future we sick. It's going to be very exciting. We're going to the yeah. premiere, yes, so we can whoop yes, in the please. audience loudly, yes. loudly, loudly, constantly. very loudly. Oh, I, and I also now want to meet your mom just because she's a defender of you. I yeah. just think she'd be great. I think she'd be great. <laughs> she's pretty cool. <laughs> so it is ad time. Ding, 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 Alright, so this is our advert. We are being sponsored by Soho Works. Soho Works. So Soho Works is Soho House's co-working space. With sites across London, New York and LA, it's the perfect place for the travelling professional to work. Membership grants you access to all their global sites where podcast equipment, meeting and screening rooms are available for hire. To view locations and apply, visit www.sohohouse.com forward slash membership forward slash works that's www.sohohouse.com forward slash membership forward slash works and then you can do your outro song if you want i will cut that and record over it soho works it's the place to be if you want to work in soho Um, so there's an upcoming Hitler project by Noam Balmash mm. who called White Noise, which is pretty. It's, it's got a very strong cast, but um, usually when projects like this come out, it's like why, why, why do we need a humanizing story about someone so damn awful? What's it about? I mean, it's Hitler. Who oh, knows? it's Hitler. Yeah, who it's knows? A Hitler story. Um, um, mm. Why do you know more about it? It's not. I just know it's a black comedy, and um, uh, I think Adam Driver's been cast in it. As Hitler, I don't know if he's been cast as Hitler. I'm, I'm not read too much into it, but I'm just like, do we really need another Hitler story? Mm. But it's comedy, I guess. But yeah, sorry, gone. But anyway, with comedy, it is used to kind of navigate sensitive topics and mm. subjects, as we kind of touched on before. Yeah. But is there anywhere anywhere that you wouldn't go as a creative mm. um, using comedy? Would you, if like, regardless what it is, like, nah, man, comedy can't save this topic. Yeah, it's an interesting question. I remember being asked about, asked this question, like, what wouldn't, yeah, what wouldn't you touch and what shouldn't we go to as writers? Like, I think one of the questions that comes up, especially with new writers um, from, like, underrepresented backgrounds is, like, 
how do I not mess up? Ref- where can I not go? Like, what's the map? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas, like, I'm always like, I don't want to be prescriptive in that sense. Like, mm-hmm. I have a friend who wants to write about her difficult relationship with her dad, but it's like, as a young Muslim woman, we don't you need wanna, to see more yeah. of that portrayals. But at the same time, she's like, this is a story that's burning inside of me, and I know I'll tell it with nuance. And I'm just like, well, then, you know, maybe you should do it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like we say, like, I don't know what that Noah Baumbach version of the Hitler story is going to be, because... I didn't think I needed Jojo Rabbit, which was that Taika Waititi yeah. film about set in Nazi Germany. I was like, but actually it, it was beautiful and interesting. And, and it sort of, again, it, it I think it's always like, is it being done cynically? Yeah. Mm. Some people are like, this will sell. And then it's a cynical act. Whereas like if it's being if coming from a place of like truth, you know, I always find as an artist, like saying no to somebody else's art if it's come from a real place that if I, I can't yeah um but equally i i hear you like you know that does hitler need to be humanized question um everyone's got their hitler story to tell <laughs> I, I i don't i'd like to say so please don't come for me to, for that. yeah <laughs> all right we're going into dark territory now wow be, be careful it's really dark What's the worst no you've ever had? Um, the worst no I've ever had was probably, um, yeah, when my film, Light Society, was passed on by, mm. um, yeah, BFI. Um, but then at the, you know, and I remember carrying a lot of pain because of that. But then when I look back on it, it was such an ambitious film. And the, and I was such a new writer. It was like the first thing I'd written. And, and I can kind of understand mm. where they were coming from. And actually, I was able to then improve as a writer mm. working in TV, improve as a director and hone the script. And so it was kind of the worst no and the most painful no, but ultimately the best no, because then I got to make the film and realize the ambition yeah. later on. So it was... But it was that. I remember thinking, you know, when you're new and you don't have any connections and you can't, you know, how do you get a feature film made without having no famous people in your story because it's all South Asian cast and if you don't get Riz, there's no famous Uh, in it. (laughs) And then, you know, and then the VFI saying, no, I remember just being like, oh, I suppose this is is the end of the road. But then television. Yeah, save the day. (laughs) Don't say no to television. Don't look down on television. There's a lot of film snobbery about TV. I think it's changing now because now, now, but they've managed to rename it HETV, high end TV. (laughs) So it kind of take, you know, saves everyone. Like, oh, it's not just TV, it's it's (laughs) HETV. Okay, then, I mean, what's been your most rewarding? Yes. Let's get it back up. Oh, it's the film going with focus features. Mm -hmm. I get that Universal logo at the beginning of my film. I know it's a corporation. I'm like, it's my goddamn corporation. You haven't got Universal yet. You can't sing the tune. Why not? It's Nida's moment. Fine. I was trying to make it surround sound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I know. I mean, I live for that. That's my favorite. You say it's your ringtone? No, it's not. I mean, it should be. It should be. It should be. Hilarious. You've got to be obnoxious with it. I know. Uh, it's the best bit of my film and when that comes on I'm like ah That's it's a grown up movie I made a grown up film <laughs> what is the best TV or film script ever written whoa in your opinion whoa oh my god I mean there's one that's been like really influential to me mm-hmm. which 
isn't, I wouldn't, you know, I, I don't know, it's not like Citizen Kane, but I really loved um, Ryan Johnson's film Brick, which okay. is, a, it's like a teen noir yeah. comedy thing. And it's just, it was doing all this interesting stuff with tone, which is what I was trying to do. And it's like mixing sort of action and teen and comedy. And I was just really impressed by it. And that was something, that was a script, and that was a film I just returned to a lot. Um, when I was writing my feature film, but then I know we've, I know it's like the theme, but like for me, Get Out is like the perfect film. It's like beats everything, social mm. commentary, perform. Mm -hmm. I mean, now we're not, I'm talking about the film rather than the script, but I just I that for me was the thing that made me sort of reignite my faith in my own film. Mm. Was seeing that that film and how it mixed tones and genres and and had this amazing sto social commentary. I was like, ooh. Maybe maybe this film that everyone said no to is worth making. You know? Yeah. But if I, you hear the I, term yeah, directorial yeah. masterpiece, what comes to mind? Uh, I don't know. I, I always think of something, and I'm like, I would say like amazing performances, but then that's also like acting masterpiece. I don't know. There's something like directorial masterpiece I don't believe in, just because I know directing is taking credit for like everyone else's work, which is what. I <laughs> um, but amazing visuals, amazing performances, and awesome, unique tone. Like, if something tone, I'm obsessed with like interesting tone mm. shifting and mixing. For me, if it's sort of something that's like a straight drama, okay, cool. Something that's a straight comedy, cool. But something that like shifts and moves and evolves and like just makes you think about something in a new way mm. and with, with tone, like that's something I'd be like, that's some masterful shit. Um, what are you watching at the moment? Watching? <laughs> I'm watching the final season of The Boys. On okay. How about? Is it a final season? Oh, I, I mean, the latest. The latest. You know, you're, what's his name? Butcher and his like over the top actor. Yeah, 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 I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is too much. But I'm loving, I'm loving the sort of. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. So I'm watching that. I'm trying to think what else. That, that's the most current thing I've been watching. It's Have like, you seen Invincible? No, I haven't. If you if you like the boys, you might like Invincible, but it's animated. Oh, yeah. What yeah, no, the boys is good. Yeah. What else am I watching? What's that? Have you seen? I think it's a show called um, Love Life. Have you seen that? I've seen season two, not one. Yeah, yeah. I've, both well, seasons are. You've seen Love Life. Um, well, you might have seen season two uh, with Jessica. Uh, okay, no. Oh yeah, J Jessica James. I no, watched the first one. The first one's Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. Yes, yeah. I haven't seen the second one. The second one's the better series. It's yeah, better. It's really so much better. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed Love Life. It was unexpected. Oh, then you'll definitely it. like season two. Season two yeah. is incredible. Like that, just low key, in, you know, interesting, characterful, just details of life. Yeah. It's just mm. like, it's almost like refreshing yeah. as a change from all the kind of everyone's trying to be loud and brash and like, yeah. we've got to be shiny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Television, whereas that's just this beautiful kind of character study almost across. Mm eight episodes and I just remember finding that as like kind of a nice respite from just the noise the noise yeah yeah right so it's very serious oh. Nita there is a picture of you right is there yeah there is there is what it is in black and white mm -hmm. and you are looking into the distance you're pensive Ooh. contemplating mm. contemplating on this picture it has your name and above your name it has a quote. What is that quote? What's the quote that defines you? That one they roll out everywhere on Instagram. On yes. Instagram? On, like everywhere. There's that picture and it's like, 
this is what Nida said. Yes, like it's... It's that if, quote, quote. If Tumblr was still around, it would all be all over Tumblr. Oh it's, like, it's like Confucius. And then Nida. Confucius. <laughs> Ooh, my quote, my quote. What's your quote? Uh, the greatest risk in life is doing nothing. But it doesn't have to be... You know, profound. I, it like we've had someone say. You see how he's self-calling his one profound. <laughs> Shush. It, 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 someone had um, as long as there's snacks. Oh, is that yeah. destiny? Yeah. Yeah. She always she loves snacks. snacks. <laughs> I remember her telling me about direct, and she's like, "You gotta love direct because I'm like, it's so tiring. She's like, "But the snacks." I'm like, it's <laughs> "True." Like, good point. But in the UK, the snack game isn't great. No, um, no, it, no. no it's in not, so, well. Yeah. My quote is... Mm. Oh, by the way, this will be the name of the episode. Oh. More pressure. My quote is... I'm quite nihilistic and that's always not cool, I realise. I'm like, it's like, you'll be dead soon, so just chill. That's I like perfect. That. That, perfect. I go back to that a lot. I'm like, it's going to be all over, so it's not that deep. Yeah, you'll be dead soon, so just chill. Like, relax, but- fam. Movie show, TV, film, quiz, show, thing. (laughs) This is now the best moment of your life because you're about to play the best game ever created, invented by me, TM Copyright, by the way. I don't think anyone's going to steal it from (laughs) (laughs) you. Don't ever underestimate the power of this game. It's called Nameless TV Show, Movie Show, Quiz, Thing, Game. Nice. Thing. Right? (laughs) Okay. Right. Um, it's, it is light-hearted, silly, and fun. Okay. Don't take it too seriously, but it's also extremely serious. Okay. Mm-hmm. A, there's a leaderboard. <laughs> Don't mm-hmm. take it too serious, but also it's extremely serious. Oh, there's a train at the top, so it is... We need to put the leaderboard out so people do. can see. Uh, okay. Sheila Nortley, Paparasedu, and Luti. Funny enough. Was it Luti? Yeah. Mr. Luti Fagbella. Okie dokie. So, this is how it runs. I'm going to give you clues to guess the title of a TV show or film, right? Clue one, which is worth four points, Mm. I'm going to give you odd words from the title. However, some titles are too easy, so I might just give you a syllable. Clue two, (laughs) I'll let you know how many words are in the title if you don't get the first one. Okay. If you don't get it on the first go, you can ask for clue two. Okay. That's worth three points. Um, Clue three, I'll give you one word to describe the whole thing. Oh. And that's worth two points. And if you don't get it by then... Clue four, you'll get a description of one of the characters. Oh. That should define what it is. That's okay. worth one point. You um, can phone a friend, which is that traitor over there. Okay. Because he <laughs> tends to reveal too much and it gets me very angry. It's because your game is ridiculous, that's why. Right, this one is about women-led TV shows. Oh. So it's, I've made it easier. There are no films to think about. Okay. It's all about TV shows led by women. Led. Oh God. Oh God. Sorry, I've got hay fever and I keep sniffing and it's the worst sound ever. I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm going to go first. Unfortunately, or fortunately for me, the Games Master, we're giving you a syllable with this one because it's way too easy. Oh. Clue one, the syllable is ing. Women-led TV show. Women-led TV show with ing. Ing is a syllable within the title of that show. Okay. Trying? Trying what? It's a show called Trying. There is a show called Trying, yeah. I'm I'm just saying trying what? I was being cheeky. (laughs) Because no, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to continue guessing or would you like another clue? Oh, let me keep guessing. Ing. I mean, there's only so much guessing you can guess. 
Is there a show called Coupling? Yeah, oh yeah. That was a is good show a back show? in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it no, was like that's not it. You can't guess all the time. Oh, oh, Do you want okay. another clue? Give me another clue. Give me another. Okay, clue two. There are two words in the title. There are two words in the title. One of the syllables of those two words is ing. Okay. This is so darned easy, Nida. Really easy. It's really not. You... No, it's not female-led. That can't be right. You can call a friend if you want. You don't need to call a friend. <laughs> it's very easy. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you tell me if it's British or American? No. Nope. It's British. That's your, co- that's your phone of friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just He just ruined your ing. whole... No. Could ask it, any that, other question. That could have been someone coughing in the audience, you know. It, clue number three is not a clue. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Clue number three is a clue. No, it's repressed. Not. How is that a clue? That is a clue because that was what the, the situation ridiculous. was. Got it. What is it? Oh, it's chewing gum. Yay! See, 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 see. Mm. The fact that you got it, however, <laughs> Leon tried to diss my game. My game is bad boy. <laughs> it's the bad boy game. Oh, I love how repressed you gave it to me. I was like, oh, see. Yeah. The whole Jesus thing, fr- Beyonce on the wall. Oh my days! Okay, a fun, a fun fact about chewing gum. Michaela Cole created the series, created the series, wrote the series, composed the music, and starred in all episodes. Um, and she also produces the entire second season. She's a boss. Mm. All right. So the next one, your clue. The word in the title okay. is "and." And it's TV, TV show. I'm only giving Women you led TV. TV show. Women led TV show and. Grace and Frankie? No. What the? Good that guess, is though. a woman. Okay. That's I a mean, guess, there though. are many. Okay. And something and something. It's got to be something and something. Mm-hmm. Tuca and Bertie? Bertie no. And Tuca? Okay, go on. Hit me. There are three words in the title. <laughs> Mom? <laughs> it helps. No, it doesn't. It does. Sex and the city. No, that's mm. four. Take mm. that back. I mean, no. Go on, call a friend. <gasps> Hello? Um, <laughs> hello. Give me a good clue, please, friend. No, no. <laughs> Dawn. French and Saunders. That was yes. ridiculous. What? You gave the woman's name. No, but it could have been Dawn, as in like as in um, what? daytime. Was it? Dawn? No, was it also? no, no, no. Yeah. No, that was way too easy. Fun fact: Dawn French has revealed that when she first met her comedy partner Jennifer Saunders, she wasn't that keen on her because she was posh. Mm. But they're, they're lifelong friends now. Next. Mm. R. <laughs> what? R? Yes. That's a word. Yes. If you don't get it, shame on to you. <laughs> R, okay. E R Lady Park. No. You didn't do my show? I'm joking. See? I was supposed to be like, what stupid show has R in the title? <laughs> Fun fact, apparently the showrunner is a fan of Queen, which is why the lead singer works at a butcher shop called Farouk's after Freddie Mercury's birth name. Yeah. Is that a fact? That's fact. Oh, wow. That's fact. That is fact. That's fact. We're doing a syllable for this one. Oh. oh. Pro. Pro? Yeah. Pro. Go on, give me another one. All right. There are three words in the title. Three words in the title. Woman-led TV show with three words in title. Yes. One of the words has pro in it. Yes. Yeah. Pro. Is it a film? No, woman-led TV show. Nina, we have told you multiple times. <laughs> Could it be Promising Young Woman? It could well, that's be that. A that would be dope. That's a film, be... though. But it's a film. Oh, okay. Is this is a clue? It All is. right. Ditsy. Okay. 
Ditsy. Okay, so it's got to be about a bunch of ditzy mofos. You're assuming a lot. Or it could be a character. Hey! It's got to be a girl gang. Does it have to be? Does it? Is it? It's got to be female robots. Maybe. Take over the world. Possibly. In propeller heads unite. Do you want another clue, darling? Female stuff. Go. The last clue, a medical woman tries to balance work, love and life. Okay, I give up one. The Mindy Project. The Mindy Project. That is not pro. The fun fact is, Mindy plays a gynecologist, whilst in real life, her late mother was a gynecologist. Oh my God, that's really awkward because my mum's a gynecologist. And she's got it even more. You super failed. I'm such a failure. I am such a genius. This game is so genius. High five. (laughs) Kicking. All right, this is a syllable. Girl. It's so easy. Syllable. Just think of a a word with girl in it. (laughs) Leon's mocking you. I'm not. Leon's mocking you. Man said think of a word with girl in it. I am on your side. That's why I'm just trying to. He's mocking you. He's trying it. It's tough love. It's tough love. Okay, girl. You go, girl. (laughs) Do you want another clue, sweet? Go on. Go on. One word. In I the wouldn't title. strangle this it's mic. One, one word, word in the title. This is one word title. Ah, oh, It started so well. I I would know it, right? It's not like I, I yeah, mean, yeah. You I should do. Should do. Yeah. If you don't, I'm going to judge you as a creative wow. and a comedy wow. genius creative. BAFTA winning. BAFTA. <laughs> <laughs> but you need the next clue because you're not getting okay, it. Okay, go on. Uh, the next clue is. Oh, I can't even think of it. That's funny. Friends. Girlfriends? <laughs> I'm leaving. Bye-bye. <laughs> no! Girlfriends. Oh, yes. my God. Yes, yes, you, yes. You got such easy... You got an easy game, trust me. Fun fact. Tracy Ellis Ross is the only cast member to appear in every episode of the series Girlfriends. That's Girlfriends, currently available on Netflix. One of the greatest comedy shows ever about four best friends. Well done. Am I top of the leaderboard? No. Probably not. I believe. <laughs> but you got, actually should go first. Yeah, got a first round. I think, I think so that's very you've good. got eleven points on that one, which really? is pretty good. Yeah, so wow. you're probably like. You know, you're probably in the top percentile. Top percentile, which is great. Yeah, cool. Isn't it a brilliant game? Isn't it a brilliant game? It's mm. quite a mind, um, a mind f. It's a good game, though. It's a great game. Okay, so we're now we're going to a very famous part of the show. <laughs> Lots of famous, brilliant parts of this show. The final part. This is called The Process. Now, this is where mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. build a story with our guests. So every previous guest mm-hmm. sets a story, mm-hmm. and you, as a new guest, pick up the story and develop it. The person who started the story was, funny enough, woman who cast did for your show. <gasps> no way! It was... Aisha. Yes, Aisha. Yes. She oh. set the scene. And then we had Deborah Ayurinde continue it. Then Kirby Howe Baptiste continue on from there. Our last person was Kirby Howe Baptiste. Mm. And she set the scene uh, with four best friends. Three or four? Three. That's what I said. Three (laughs) best friends on their way to carnival. The first carnival post-pandemic. So they're excited. They're raring to go. They're on the tube. They're about to get lit in the carnival. Um, However, backstory, backstory, backstory. These three girls, we've got a queer. I didn't force anyone to name. I didn't. You've got a queer. You've got Rachel. You've got Lydia. These three best friends, their backstory. Rachel is in love with a queer. A queer does not know this. Ooh. A queer is mind her own business and she's on 
a dating app and has met someone. And this someone was going to be at Carnival. She's going to introduce him to the girls for the first time. Lydia, she's also met someone going to introduce him to the girls at Carnival. Guess what happens? What? Wait. (laughs) Setting the scene. So this is where Kirby picked up. The guys are at Maida Vale, where they meet the rest of the gang. They go to a shop, the local shop, to get all their provisions. You know, a bit of drink, a bit of crisp, a bit of snacks. They meet a girl called V, short for vanilla. She's a black girl. She says she's starting dating this guy. He's shy. She met him on a dating app, but he's not on socials. Weird. Anyway, they're all chilling and, you know, getting excited. Rachel's really annoyed because she's looking at a queer who looks hot, obviously, because she's gone carnival. So she keeps giving, like, oh, my God, I love her. But Aquia's not looking because she's her mind fixated on this guy that she's going to introduce mm-hmm. to the girls. Um, Aquia says to V, hold on, my guy that I've met, he's not on socials either. Lydia says, wait a minute, the guy that I just met, he's not on socials either. It starts to be a bit of a thing. You know, girls start women intuition. Yeah. We're probably possibly talking about the same guy. Mm-hmm. Everyone comes out of the shop. Everyone's happy and hype. Mm-hmm. Then this guy appears. V is like, this is my man. Aquia looks over and she's like, that's Daryl. But V's introduced him as Rick. Lydia says, well, that's Jermaine. V's introduced him as Rick. Rachel's smug. <laughs> My girl's over there. <laughs> not, I'm not in love with any guy. The girls huddle up. They realise what's happened. So they're like, do we go for this guy, bust, his up, bust him up, kill him, yeah. mash him up, or do we just go and enjoy our first carnival? That's where it ended? Yeah. So my options are, do I kill him? Killing is too extreme. I mean, mm. you don't have to kill him. You know, that would be a real hard left for the, the, the show, which is feeling kind of, you know, girlfriends, hanging out, yeah. mm-hmm. loving life. They go to Carnival. They take our guy. What's his name? We don't actually know yet. You know, they, they're going to be like, you know what? We're going to get him loose, ply him with alcohol, see what he's all about. So they do that. They're like, they, they, they buy him a, a pint. They're like, hey, have a bit of this. And he's like, no, 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 I, I don't want that drink. I don't drink. And they're like, suspicious. Is he a health guy? He's not a health guy. He doesn't look that healthy. So they're like, drink the drink. And he's like, no, 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 I don't drink that. And then, you know, they're, you know, they've been drinking. They basically attack him. Oh. Pin him down. Maybe they don't pin him down. Maybe there's like a bit of, you know, people getting pushed. He falls. He falls. He falls to the ground because we don't advocate violence. They open his mouth. They hold open his mouth. <gasps> they pour the booze down his throat. They take this opportunity. And then he starts to like short circuit and like. Oh my god. Fizz and like and like you know like like he's a robot. Is what I'm trying to say. Oh. But build up. Oh. And then he's like, and he kind of like switches off, you know, because you don't you can't just put him in rice. And they're like, shit. <laughs> they go and they get some rice from the nearby. That's funny. You know, there's a place, they get rice, they fucking chuck rice at him, and he's just not absorbing it. And he's just there peace. freaking out. Um, end of episode. Cliffhanger? They're like, oh, God. Have we mm. I mean, we've gone sci-fi now. I know, listen. It's, it's all about good. mixing genres. It is. Yeah. I like it. That was nicely tied in. Because... My question would have been, if they've both, if they've noticed that's the same guy, mm. would he have noticed that's them two? And how would oh, his that's reaction a good would have question. been? Are we throwing this into the mix Ooh. as a plot consideration? Oh my, yeah, we should. It would be remiss not to. Mm. 
Did he know? Well, that was amazing, Lita. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Where can we find you and what is next? Oh, there's that. Find me. I'm not on socials, but I'm not a robot. Oh. And you should trust can me. we no? Can we can we believe this? I mean, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm not on socials. I don't know. Um, That's but I. Good. Why aren't you on socials? I I left a while ago. Okay. And then I just never came back. I don't know. I'm sometimes tempted. I feel like I get massive FOMO, but mm. um, but then you realize like the friends who reach out, you know, it just makes. It's, you don't have to be. Yeah. You just don't have to be. But you can find my work. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the best thing to do. Which is the most interesting part of who I am. Um, on all four, you can stream We Are Lady Parts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all there on all four. Or if in the US, it's on Peacock. Oh, nice. Um, Peacock. Peacock. And then my film hopefully will come out early next year. And it's, gonna, it's called Polite Society. Amazing. It'll be out in cinemas. And we are going to be premiere. at the premiere. Yeah. On the Rouge Capat. I don't know. We're going to be in the Rouge Capat. Amazing. Anything else? You've got anything else that you can't talk about? Because everyone's like, I've got some other stuff in the Bible, but they can't talk about it. Oh, I can talk about it. It's Lady okay. Part Series 2. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Deserve it. That's going to be in production later on next year. So it's still a while before it comes out. Mm. But that's going to be the next thing after the film. Okay. Nice. That's cute. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Nita. Thank Thanks you a so lot, Nita. Much. It's Thanks been for fun. having me. Spin the circle. <laughs>